Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And, Linda, we've got an exciting new format to share with people today. Yes, uh, we do. Uh, Why don't you tell them a little bit about it, and I will then chime in, as I always do. (laughs) That would be wonderful. Well, Linda and I have put our uh, brains together, and we've been talking a lot about how the 50s, Uh, and I won't say a generation, it's more like the 50s decade, is so different than the 50s decades of of years past because middle age now is 50. You know, people are living to 90 and to 100 even without so much as the blink of an eye. So we thought how great would it be just to target uh, your 50s because that's where it's happening right now. They say 50s is the new 30s, 40s is the new 20s. Well, Age is just a number, and Linda and I are here to prove that you can be fit, fabulous, and fantastic in your 50s. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's just the beginning. Uh, In fact, for most women, it's the start of just something new. It's the start of um, regenerating your batteries, uh, whereas before it was like, okay, I'm powering down, and now in your 50s you're powering up. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Um, And I feel that, Linda. You know, I will say, like, I feel like, you know, my my 20s were all about fun, fun, fun. My 30s were just a train wreck disaster, you know, filled with kids and divorce. And, and, you know, in my 40s, I started really recovering who I am. And I'm actually excited to be part of my 50s because to me that represents a fully integrated me. Like I've been around, I've handled half the, you know, my life and I've done a good job at it, I think. And so now it's time for me to really create because I feel like I've knocked off a lot of those things you were supposed to do in your younger years, you know, get an education, have a family. And now I feel like I have all this wisdom and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the fifties are going to bring. Yeah, well, you know, again, it, it, it's up to us uh, in, as individuals, but I, I do think that it, it's time to, uh, it's a time to really get to know yourself in a very intimate way. Much well, more. And you, you're old. You had enough experiences to know yourself. You know, I used to think I knew who I was when I was in my 20s, and you know that was great and everything. But I really hadn't been tested. I hadn't been like you know run through the ringer. I hadn't really experienced the world like I have in the last 25 years. So, you know, it's just a natural. You know, as we we kind of redefine as we go. Yeah. Well, you know, 50 is certainly um, it. it 
you know, it's a number, but it's 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 it is as I said, getting to know yourself because and and start to do the things that that work for you that make you happy. Stop listening to everybody else uh I, ideas of who and what you should be and just start to pay attention to your feelings, what turns you on, um and how you know, how to take it to the next level. Um, and now I think it's just a, such an interesting time because everything is moving so quickly and there's so many new innovations that it's it's just an exciting time to be alive. It is a very exciting to be time to be alive, you know, and I, I agree with you 100% that it's so much in the way you look at it, you know, because when I turned 40, I was like, oh, my God, I'm 40. Like, I'm halfway through my life. Oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, then I turned 45, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm halfway through my life. And, you know, what I realized is, is you know what, it's just a number, and it's not defining me. And I think when people look at, you know, oh, well, I'm 40 or I'm 50 or I'm 60, and I should. Every time I hear that, like I, I sell these 31 bags now on the side, and I've been doing it, you know, for a fundraiser. And, you know, I hear women say to me, oh, that bag is too youthful for me. And I was like, well, let me ask you, do you like it? Because if you like it, you know, and I'm not telling them to go out and wear pink, purple polka dots and a frilly tutu like a six-year-old with sparkles. But, hey, if that floats your boat, more power to you. The whole point was, do you like it? Does it make you happy? Do you feel good when you carry this bag? You know, and it's just a bag. But, you know, bags are really important to some women. And I just was really surprised when people are going, well, I think that color's too youthful. Yeah, well, I you don't know? think there's, a, like you said, there's no such thing as, as too youthful uh, unless you're going around with a skirt uh, just below your crotch or <laughs> a tank top that, that shows exactly, you know, too much. But, you know, it's a fun time. And now we're, you know, we're getting into summer. You want to be bright. You want to be um, cheerful. Uh, I, I mean, I just, I bought a bag that's just all flowers now. I mean, and it, when I wear it, it just feels very springy. And in the Northeast, it's taken a long time to, for us to get to spring. So, you know, this, this helps elevate the mood. That's right. That's not just a person. That's an accomplishment. That's right. A terrible winter. <laughs> but it, but it, you know, it was. It's very interesting, and it's not just. It's just not a, a, a just a, a a common phrase now to say. Well, we're in middle age because there was a very interesting program on on um, sixty minutes this past Sunday, and in fact, it was such an interesting topic that they they devoted two segments to it, and it was called ninety plus, and it was about they're they're doing a lot of research of. Uh, uh, of people in their 90s, both men and women, everything from, uh, you know, doing, looking at their lifestyle, what are they taking, do they drink, do, you know, had they, um, you know, uh, weight issues, vitamin issues, um, and then, you know, they're actually doing scanning to look at their brains because, you know, obviously Alzheimer's and, and dementia are, are a big thing as we get older. And it was just fascinating. I mean, all of these, most of the people that they talked to were like 95 going on 65. You know, not right. all because everybody ages differently. But, you know, they're 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 asking a lot of questions and going, they had done some research back in the 80s of this people that belonged to this community. And they all filled out questionnaires of what they were doing. So they went back and tracked down the ones that were still alive. And it was, you know, it was really interesting. And apparently, you know, when you get into your 90s, vitamins don't matter. 
Um, but gaining weight does because you don't want to be thin going into your 90s, too thin. Um, yeah. And, 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 and a lot of them have a drink every day, and, and they say that, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Alcohol really does help, whereas vitamins don't. Alcohol does. So, um, and then they had this one cute couple. I think he was, you know, 96 and she was 93, and they're, you know, they're a couple now. They're, <laughs> they're dating. And um, they said, well, how, how important is sex? And he said, it's, it's important. And she got all, all t- you know, <laughs> you know, but, you know, par- and they were dancing and they're, and they're, you know, they have a sex life in their middle 90s. Holy moly. That's fabulous. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. You know, so life certainly, it, it's its your attitude. It's certainly your, uh, the way you look at things. It's living in the moment. And it's, you know, all these things are very, very important to to take a look at because it the way you think and the way you approach life certainly makes a difference uh how you age, and how much you enjoy the latter part of your life. Well, and that's really what it's all about. You know, it's the enjoyment aspect of it. You know, when you enjoy life and you really see what um, what you can be and how you can live every day, it, it's a big difference. You know, and it's so funny when they say, well, vitamins really don't matter. You know, I don't know. People tell me so many things about vitamins. No, I, I like said taking in your my 90s. vitamins every day. Oh, I your say 90s, it's, right, but it's when you get to that age that it, they don't matter so much. Uh, but I, they didn't talk about them leading up to that age. And I still take my vitamins. Um, well, I but, you take know, my vitamins in my 90s because if I live to 120, you know, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what the future holds. I don't no. want to be all rickety when I'm over 100. Well, uh, exercise, obviously exercise is a very big part of it. Yeah, so well, that, you know, my dad jogged at 81, you know, this year yeah. in the park. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I look at him and go, his parents lived, you know, 20 years longer. They died at 102 and 96, respectively. So I would say to my dad, you know, it's not unreasonable for you to live to 100. And, you know, That's he's right. jogging at 80. So why not? Well, genes, uh, genes are certainly a big part of it, um, but not certainly not the whole picture. But, you know, but, but, but they do help. So, you know, I would say your fifties are like a dress rehearsal, start to get your act together, start to really be and realize who you really are, what, what turns you on. And, um, if you have issues, reach out to a community. In fact, I'd like to invite everybody that listens to come to our Facebook page at Powered Up uh, Talk Radio on Facebook and start a dialogue. What's important to you? What kind of guests would you like to have on uh, for us to have on the show, who you know, give us your questions. We will answer them. Let's start a dialogue. Um, I think a community is very, very important, and um, we are lucky to live in an age where Facebook is a is a great community for us to go back and forth and 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 really communicate uh, and help each other. It's it's a gr- it's great support. Everybody's got it ideas. Is- it is great support, you know, and the one thing, you know, when you talk about support, and we're going to bring on Michael Russer in the next segment to talk about, you know, some supportive information, but it's so great that you said that, Linda, because most of us, you know, who have kids like me, they're coming out of the child-rearing years going, I've given the last 10 or 15, 20 years to my family and to my kids, and now it's my time, and we don't even know where to begin. So I'm really excited uh, to open up that Facebook community and to be a part 
art of generating something where we can share information, we can, you know, get questions answered, and talk about getting questions answered. We're going to bring Michael uh, Russer up next segment, and he's going to talk about the seminar that he went to, and I'm not sure if he participated in it or he was uh, attendee, but they were talking about trends in your 40s, 50s, and 60s with respect to dating, with respect to divorce, with respect to aging, so we're not going to want to miss this, so come back after the break, and we're going to have more information and a lot of great comments from Sandra and Linda coming up after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. What does reboot mean? Ever wonder why your connection to the world through your computer does not work as flawlessly as most of your ability to breathe? ISP Radio Network explains the why and how the Internet works. Learn the inside and secrets that your Internet provider may not be telling you or even want you to know. Gain the confidence to proclaim that you are no longer technically illiterate. You may call him a techno gearhead or network guru. But Stephen Grabeel, your host, is a person driven by a passion to serve people fast internet, as well as empowering internet users with simple skills to maintain their fast internet. This is ISP Radio Network, a place where internet service providers and the self-proclaimed technically challenged users of the internet meet weekly to share ideas of what makes the internet work or how to make the internet work better. Don't miss ISP Radio with your host, Stephen Grabiel, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're going to be talking about intimacy. We're going to be talking about dating. We're going to be talking about how things happen when you are in your 50s and some of the things that are different from our 20s and our 30s and our 40s and what we can expect because it's a great time to be alive. As Linda pointed out in the first uh, segment, that 50 is just approaching middle age and that even 60 
60 Minutes, who did a show on, you know, being in your 90s, devoted two segments to it. So we're kind of on to something here, and we're going to welcome Michael Russer, our intimacy expert, into the conversation, because, Michael, you went to a very interesting seminar recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, no. Which seminar was that? <laughs> the, um, was the one that talked about intimacy with men and women? No, I thought it was about the dating in the fifties. No, no, it was dating in the fifties. Actually, it wasn't a seminar. It was a, it was a um, it was an article that just came out today from the McClatchy News Service. That oh, okay, uh, I got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's okay. I'm going, boy. In, in my age, am I forgetting things? Um, the um, yeah, it talks about how the it's it, the the title of the article is "Suddenly Single: Boomers Lead the Way to Silver Divorces." And the, uh, which I know is, uh, well, okay, that certainly leads to some dating, but it says that the divorce rate for the 50 and over set, uh, set more than doubled between 1990 and 2010. So back in 1990, apparently the divorce rate for couples that were 50 or older was just one in 10. Well, now it's uh, about one in four. And I think there are some very, well, I've got my own ideas as to why that is, but I'd love to hear, you know, Linda, your, your idea, because you're, you and I are, are about the same age and, uh, you know, Sandra's the spring chicken of the three of us, but I, I'd, I'd love to hear your, your take on that. Well, I have a question. If it's now one in four, um, you know, it's interesting to know who is initiating the divorce procedures. Okay, it didn't say that. That's a really good question. It didn't specifically address that. However, it implied that it was primarily women. Yes, I've and, read articles that, it, that it, in later life, it's the woman that um, is looking to start over. Right. And now in my particular case, because uh, I'm a baby boomer, and, but I ended my marriage uh, of 26 years, which is unusual. And what's interesting is that... Um, you know, my ex-wife, who we're still very good friends, um, you know, her, her idea was is that we're going to just, you know, live on to old age uh, as companions. Well, after 11 years of celibacy, that was not in the cards for me. I'm not, I was not about to do that. And so I think part of the reason is, is that as baby boomers, we expect more out of life than just um, resigning to the way things are. And I think that's a big part of what's driving this. Well, what else did they talk about? Um, because, you know, it's got to be a really tough transition uh, to it go is. through when you've been with somebody for, you know, 25, 30, 35 years to all of a sudden uh, be uh, out there on your own. Oh, absolutely. And they say that the, one of the bigger things they're concerned about is the financial uh, viability of these uh, newly singled baby boomers. Because uh, statistically speaking, you're going to be in better shape financially uh, in terms of having, you know, potentially dual incomes, uh, so, you know, uh, support systems for each other and that sort of thing. 
And yeah, I'm going to buzz in. Can I buzz in yeah. right now about that? Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, I am living proof that if you're in an unhappy marriage, and I would be happy to post my tax returns online, the years that were the miserable years in my marriage, I made record low amounts of money. The happy years in my marriage, I could, you know, say I made a good amount of money. Now, as a single hustling single mom, I am off the charts. Now, when I split with my, my ex, I was stone cold broke. Michael, you've heard me tell the story about yes. having $400 to my name. I mean, that's it. No savings, no anything, mortgaged up to my eyeballs, you know, and, and I have made more money in the past year since my divorce than I've ever made in my lifetime because I'm finally freed up to doing what I want to do without the encumbrance of a spouse. And I know that sounds awful, but women do the primarily the most of the caretaking the housekeeping, all this stuff. Now that I'm free to go out and make my way in the world, I'm able to pull down a pretty good dollar. Yeah, and but I, I think you're an outlier on that, though. Uh, yes, Sandra. I, I was yeah, just going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most people, you know, I'm an entrepreneur as well, as Linda, as I know you are. You know, uh, entrepreneurs have this tendency to bounce back. Um, but, uh, you know, they're not the majority of the people that are going through this. Uh, the majority of people going through this were wage earners or pension uh, receivers and living, uh, maybe retired by the time they did it. And so it's an entirely different, I think, perspective from them uh, for, for their particular situation. Uh, I mean, Linda, I mean, what, what do you think? Well, I think so, too. And I think, I think a lot of couples... Uh, especially women stay together for the security aspect of it um, and foregoing the happiness aspect because uh, you see this is this is an underlying fear of so many women that they're going to end up as bag ladies on the street and it's I've heard it time and time and time and time again yet they don't take any any efforts to really circumvent that 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 a horrible scenario in preparing for their financial security as they get older. So it's really quite, quite strange, and I and I'm not sure I really understand it at all. But um, so you know, they think, well, what's the lesser of two evils? I'll stick with this with this bozo, but uh, you know, at least I'm not going to be out on the street. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, what um, more and more women are doing now, and there's statistics to back this up, is that um, they're switching teams as they get older. And uh, there was a study done by the U.S. Census, um, based on the U.S. Census data by a fellow named Gary Gates. He's a distinguished scholar at the Williams Institute. And he found that 36% of women living with a same-sex romantic partner in their 40s have been married to a man at some point. Uh, in their lives. And among women in their 50s living with another woman, over 50% had left a straight married life. And the percentage jumps to 75% for those 60 and older. So I think what's happening in, in that case is that, uh, if I'm able to interpret that data, is that, uh, first of all, their, their definition, perception of what intimacy is uh, changes, as, and I think this happens for most women, as they get older how uh, a woman in her 20s and 30s or in their primary uh, childbearing age, how they see intimacy is one thing. As they get older, they see intimacy as something quite, quite different. And uh, yet men, I, and I can speak, <laughs> I think I can speak for my, my uh, gender, 
you know, we, <laughs> you ask us what intimacy is, you know, nine times out of ten, we'll tell you, well, yeah, it's sex. I mean, what else is it? And, and I've actually had this happen uh, at a speaking engagement where I'd ask the men and then the women, two completely different answers. Right. So I think here's a situation where they're, they're not settling for that lack of intimacy. They go seek it somewhere, somehow. Coupling, whether it's with a with another woman or whatever, um, that may help um, with the idea that I, I have somebody else in my life, and that uh, that can that can help stave off the 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 fears of of not being financially viable in my later years. Yeah, well, when you say that, do, are you are you saying that these women were lesbians all along, or it's not about no. the sex; it's just about the companionship. No, it's no, 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 no. They were not wet lesbians. They literally switched teams. In other words, they they were very straight. And um, but um, uh, my understanding is is that uh, they uh, sought out uh, intimacy uh, in in um, what while they defined intimacy, and they discovered a lot of these women just discovered that. They can be with another woman and uh, and and you know sexually and 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 actually have their intimate needs met perhaps more profoundly than ever before. And, uh, and, and I, I, uh, I, and this is something, you know, this is really kind of weird. I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I've never said on the radio before. Um, the way my partner and I make love is much more like two women make love than a man and a woman. Well, first of all, I'm completely impotent. So that, you know, that's, yeah. that's part of it. But the other thing is, is that um, we we approach each other in that way, and it's an extraordinary relationship. So I can actually see how women, as they age, would be attracted, could be, uh, let's say, uh, you know, open to that possibility, whether by surprise or or just kind of thinking about it, and well, they could again, have been very very straight. Well, again, it, you know, it has to be because it really were. It's not like a desperation move. I'm going to go from one, from from the uh, frying pan into the fire. But you know, no. again, my needs will be met. I think that the you know a woman really has to really look deep inside of her soul to know what's going to make her happy, who she is, and how she wants to live her life going forward. And it's not. Yes. It's just not a makeshift. Um, a plan. It's something that really is going to work for her soul and her spirit. Absolutely. And, and, uh, I suspect, and I don't know, I don't have the numbers on this, but I suspect that, um, as, uh, you know, well, here's one thing, and I've noticed this based on talking to many, many, many women who are in their forties and later is that their definition and what they want out of physical and emotional intimacy um, is very, very different, typically, than uh, what their man wants. And You know what? I'm uh, going to cut you off right there because we're going to yeah. leave this at the cliffhanger uh, for yeah. our next segment. We are halfway through our radio show. We are Powered Up Talk Radio with Beck and Franklin. I am Sandra Beck. My co-host is Linda Franklin. Our guest today is Michael Russer. You can find more about him at hardlybroken.com. He's an intimacy expert. He is a prostate cancer survivor. He is also completely impotent and willing to talk about 
about it, which is a refreshing, wonderful thing because so many people, so many couples, uh, this affects them at different times in their life due to illness, injury, or just emotional uh, situation. So we're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk more about what women want in intimate relationships versus what men think. You're not going to want to miss it. So please come back after the break. Have you been laid off? Fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are talking about your 50s. We're talking about 50s not only being the new 30s, but being the new midpoint in our lives. So we really want to focus on who we are, where we're going, what we want, and what we need. So we welcome onto the show today Michael Russer, an intimacy expert, and he was talking about as women age that the definition of intimacy changes somewhat and they begin to choose intimate partners in their life that they may not have chosen in their 20s. So, Michael, um, how has intimacy changed or the definition or are we just getting more clued in by the time we're 50 and what we need? How does it work? Well, I, I, I think it, it, there's more 
more to it than that, Sandra. Um, first of all, we are we're all culturally and biologically wired for procreation, and uh, the the veritable uh, ticking clock, biological clock, is ticking very loudly in women uh, from their uh, time their early twenties to uh, late thirties and er even early forties, and. And uh, when when that's there, it, the 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 idea of intimacy in terms of uh, let's say sexual intercourse can still be extremely appealing because it is it is kind of uh, dovetailing with that with that um, biological imperative whether they want children or not. I have seen this in women who literally are almost going crazy and they've insisted they don't want to have kids, but they've got to find a man, right? And so that biological imperative is very, very strong. But as women age beyond the childbearing years, um, that need uh, is uh, diminished. Their whole idea of what constitutes great intimacy, both emotional and physical, starts changing. And uh, they now want warmth and... Uh, uh, you know, caring, and they want uh, gentleness and taking time. And yet these are things that are, you know, men as they age, let's face it, they keep seeing it the same way they've always saw it. And uh, 15 minutes, let's get our 15, 20 minutes in, sweetie, uh, and uh, go on about our day. And I, I, based on my conversations with many, many, many women, um, in their 40s and 50s and beyond, that is not at all what they want. In fact, they they are very frustrated that men just don't seem to get it. Well, let, that's, let's let's go back a step. And how does a woman that has been married or not been, in the 50s how 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 can they go about dating? I mean, I, I, I imagine the fear is is really got to be there. Um, I was with a, a, a very accomplished woman, very, very pretty, I would say in her late 50s, and um, she's a dentist, and she's here in New York City, and she's she's looking for a guy, and it isn't easy. Mm -hmm. No, it's not easy. And, and by the way, Hey, it's just as hard for the guys too. I mean, I when I left my marriage, I hadn't been with a different woman in thirty years, and uh, and on top of that, I had to deal with the whole impotence thing. But that's a topic for another. Yeah, show. but the women have the, to deal uh, with with an aging body, and and they're yes, you know, the, I think one of the big fears that a woman has is all of a sudden having a new guy see them naked because it isn't the twenty or thirty year old body anymore, um, and they're embarrassed, and because they're they might be embarrassed. It takes away from, from uh, you know, a progression of the relationship. But you know, uh, it's you know, there's a lot to consider when you're going back out on the dating scene. And do you know? I think back in in the early days of of dating, you know, women were there to please the man always. You know, what do you want to yeah. do, dear? Where do you want to go? But uh, what makes you happy? You know. Do we go back to that? Let's hope not. No, 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 no. In because fact, if, it's it, funny if we that, did, it, you might as well just call it. Quick. Yeah, no, no, you know, it's so funny you mentioned it that way. You, you, you did that like that little, uh, 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 you know, like, oh, you know, whatever you want, dear. You know, it's funny because I'm kind of like that with my partner. And it's, it's, you know, sweetie, whatever you want to do, I'm fine. And, and and I'm not resigning myself to that. It's because it genuinely pleases me. It gives me fulfillment to do that for her. And uh, and I'm one of those guys that uh, opens up the doors for her and all that other kind of stuff. And so and she appreciates that. And she's 
She's so in the age range we're talking this woman? about. How did you go about dating after you left your marriage? Oh, boy, Linda, that is a very unusual story. Would not apply to just about anybody listening to this. It okay. was complete serendipity. Yeah, complete right. serendipity. I Well, no, I no. wait a minute. Hang on a second. I will say this. I, I took the time um, and literally threw myself into this. I created what I call my Dream Woman Project, and it's a 13-page document that I said, I am, I'm going to be so crystal clear about who I want in my life for the rest of my life. And so I, I, I was so crystal clear about who it was I wanted in terms of her values, in terms of her personality, her, her cognitive style, uh, you name it. Uh, and yes, there was appearance and all this other things. Right. Of course we all have those, those, uh, those biases. Well, I, after doing that, I put it away for a year, didn't even look at it. And then serendipitously, Jackie and I met in the most unlikely of places. And then we were together for a year before I brought it out again. And I just happened to look at it. And I kid you not, every single quality uh, she has, every single one, it blew me away. And so it starts out by being very clear about what it is you're looking for and why. And then also, which is something I didn't do, uh, so I was kind of lucky, but I recommend it for others, also include in that document why they would be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in terms of the dating... Wait, wait a minute, I, I want to know yeah. that, because I got all the... I had me, you know, you had me at Vision Board. Um, yeah. But you, you said something interesting. I just want you to clarify because I'm taking notes over here. I got values, personality, <laughs> cognitive, style, appearance. I'm doing the Dream Man project over here in the Staples parking lot. Um, uh, so uh, what is this and what they want for you or what, what did you say about that? What they, what no, they no, want? No, no, no. Why would, would they? Want? Now, after you lay out everything that, you know, that this, this whole thing as to why you um, would, uh, uh, I mean, all, this, this ideal man or ideal woman project, then, then you need to answer the question, why would they be attracted to you? Why would this ideal mate be attracted to you? And, uh, and so that, that's something I think needs to be answered. And I was doing a lot of work on myself uh, during that time. So uh, that definitely helped answer that question. Uh, and Did you write uh, that on your board? I, I, I'm sorry to get to the nitty gritty, but I'm going to do this. Sure. I'm you don't have to write it on your board, Sandra. You, you, you have to know yourself and what you offer. You don't have to write it on your board. You know what you have to offer a man. Well, yeah, but not everybody does, though, Linda. No, and... no. I'm, I'm just talking about Sandra now. But, you know, yes, oh, yeah, well, I, I agree. Yes. Because why? It, it, and you have to look at yourself, but but painfully look at yourself this to look at your emotional, your emotional values, your financial, everything, because it all plays into it. Yeah. See, and that's and where I get overwhelmed. I'm just going to gonna segue away here. Like you say, Linda, like, well, you know who you are. And I'm like, but it's such an overwhelming process prospect to go, you know, it's like, where do you define yourself? Do you say, well, I'm pretty or I'm funny or I'm, no, you know, it, it's good no, 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 it's no, 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 it's no, deeper, it's Sandra. It's much deeper than that. It, it's it's this, about who you are as, you know, your real self. Who is that person and why would the man of your dreams be attracted to that real person? It has nothing to do with your hair and your, your clothes. Yeah, and, and change the 
the word attraction to residents, and then you're going to get some. You're going to get somewhere. Why would this ideal so, man resonate with you? Right. And so, that's the way it is with Jack and I. We are total residents. Okay, so tell me what that looks like. You know, for the dummies out there that are sitting in the cheap seats with me, like, what does that look like? Does that, you know, how do you resonate with someone? What is that? Tell me a phrase, Michael, that you used when you were doing your dream woman to, to, to do that resonance thing. Give me an example. Well, okay, I, what I'm saying is, is what I said earlier is, is I, I developed the dream woman project, which, by the way, I will send to both of you. Um, the... Uh, but I, I failed. Put it on the Facebook to, page <laughs> so people uh, can see it. Yeah, it might be just, a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit risque for that. But anyway, okay. I was pretty explicit in some of the things I was looking for. But anyway, the the um, but the thing is, is I failed to actually say to address the issue of why would this ideal woman be attracted to me, and I think it's because I was in so much personal development that I was still let's say cooking, so to speak. I was still in the oven. And so I couldn't even, I probably couldn't have answered that question, but in the process of being committed to my own personal development, and that is really boils down to, as you both know, I drew a line in the sand and saying, I'm going to live hard open no matter what it takes. And I'm never going back to being shut down like I was. And, and by the way, that's a big one. If it's you're going to be looking for somebody, yeah, you better be open to being vulnerable. And, exactly. uh, and, and, and that's, yeah, it's risky and it's scary, but that's what life is. And that's called being alive. And, and so, you know, I, so I knew my vulnerability was coming along, but a, a big part of that is, is uh, getting to the place where you're willing to be vulnerable. And here's the other thing, if I can just add this, because I know Linda, you're interested in, in the dating thing. Uh, for women who are getting back into the dating scene, um, you know, in their 50s and 60s or whatever, I, 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 the best advice I can give is this. Be absolutely clear in your communication to any potential man what it is um, you expect out of the relationship with respect to intimacy. Because if you're not, then, you, then be prepared for just about anything. Um, and I think so many, too many women, far too many women fail to really step up to say, this is what I look for. Are you, how are they, how do you feel about that? And, um, and I just think it's crucial, especially in this age bracket. Wow. So I can't wait till we come back from our break and find out what that looks like. I'm a big modeler. I like to model after, you know, what people do or what people think. So we're going to practice that, you know, clear communication in what you expect, because I know I have trouble with that, you know, and it's a lot of times it's just the languaging. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Powered Up Talk Radio, along with Linda Franklin. We're talking about experiences that women have in their 50s, particularly dating and going out into the dating pool and learning how to communicate more after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin these messages. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. 
Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Michael Russer of HardlyBroken.com. And the topic today is dating in your 50s. It's also about being afraid to be alone. Uh, Michael talked a lot about how uh, people are leaving their marriages in record numbers after the age of 50. And historically, women and men stayed together because of economics. And I'm sure there's still a lot of truth to that to be told today, but Michael, the statistics you gave earlier on in the show were alarming, and for those of you that missed it, you need to go to iTunes. You can pick up all of our shows there. You can also go to toginet.com or our uh, namesake website, poweredup.talkradio.com, to download this and any other episodes you might have missed. When you're talking such a big difference um, of people leaving marriages does the old standard still apply of women afraid to be alone? I'm going to go to you, Linda, first. Well, you know, I, I think, no, I, yes, a lot of women are afraid to be alone, but I also think that they make the mistake of not spending enough time alone after a breakup to figure things out, to figure things out about themselves figure out what they do want. Um, they seem to, you know, run around from hither to yon like a chicken with their head cut off, but they don't take the time to, to get to know themselves better. And I think in order to attract the man that you want into your life, you have got to know, you've got to have a fresh idea of who you are and what you want. That's right on, it. Linda. 
right. because right it's it, yeah because without that you're going to end up uh you know marrying a different guy and looking in the mirror one day and say oh my god I'm, i i i've got the same guys i had before i did it again exactly and yeah that if if you want a transformation in a relationship it starts with the transformation of the person you see in the mirror and that means getting you know really really clear about who you are uh and also getting clear about uh, what kind of mate you want to have uh in your life and but that transformation does start with the uh, with with the individual without question and that's where it started with me and that's i i honest I, in fact there's no believing it i know for a fact i could never have attracted jackie um being the person i was uh when i was married there's no way i mean uh, it just wouldn't have happened. And and Sandra, you've known me for years, and you know that to be true. Um, I'm a uh, I'm a um, I'm not going to say I'm a different person. Who I w- always who I came into this world to be uh, has emerged, and that, <laughs> and so that's the way I look at it. And uh, you know, it's it's not a matter of changing who we are. It's a matter of allowing who we came in to be to show up. And uh, uh, hopefully fearlessly as much as possible. And we're a work in progress. I mean, you know, we're hopefully we're changing every day. So you know, nothing is in stone. And and you know, it's 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 allowing yourself to 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 change and to grow and not to be afraid to do that because you know, in your fifties, uh, there's going to be a lot of changes as there will be in 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 your sixties and beyond. So. You know, it, it, just because you hit your 50, that doesn't mean, okay, this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Because it, it, our wants and our needs keep changing all the time. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's called growth. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. It looks like we may have lost Sandra there. Um, Did we lose Sandra? We may have. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I'm, all right. <laughs> Well, let's you and I continue here. Uh, yeah, Linda. well, you know, I think it's interesting that, that um, when she said that I, you know, I would like, what can I do or who am I to, what would uh, uh, the, 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 the dreamboat man see in me? And she couldn't answer that. And that's because she's so busy that she doesn't give, she doesn't give herself time to have that alone time to figure it out. And um, it's an, it doesn't come from your head. No, it doesn't come from the head. It's got to come from the heart. Um, and, uh, and that's the toughest part, especially in, in our modern times where uh, busyness and distraction is, it takes up so much of our life. Now, I know, you and I both know Sandra so well, and she is not someone that uses distraction to escape life. No, she embraces life full on. However, as an entrepreneur, it's easy to get lost in that and and, uh, find ourselves so busy that we lose touch with what's really going inside inside of our own hearts. And that's where I was for, for 40 years. You know, and it's it's a it's a place I'll never come back to. No, um, you know, I, I'm reading some. I'm re- are you are you back, Sam? I'm back. I'm back. All right, there we go. We were talking about well, we you knew while you would you bounce were gone. back, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's my that's my thing. I bounce back. So go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. 
No, we were just talking about you when, when uh, while you were gone. About I found it interesting that you that you you could you didn't have the answer of what uh, the your dream guy would see in you. And and I said to Michael, it's because you're so busy. You don't give yourself enough downtime to just go inside. It's not in your head. It's not something that you write on a board. It's something that you feel in your heart. And then you can write it on your board. But you need you need the solitude to make that happen. Well, also too, I think you know, Sandra. I can, I can, I know. I've known you for years, and I, I could rattle off, uh, you know, a dozen, two dozen different things that the right guy would be so resonate with you, and because I see them, I see them in you, and uh, and so maybe some part of this is talking to others and saying, okay, so you know, so one process might be this. Create your your dream guy project, right? And then go to a, a few friends and say, why why do you read this? And I want you to be honest. Could I attract this person? And if so, why? And I think you would get a lot more in, insight into yourself um, as a catch than uh, than trying to do that on your own. Well, yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running to soccer practice and, you know, doing dishes and it's, and it's, and it's really hard to be self-reflexive when you're stressed and when you have had 20 years of caring for everyone else, but yourself, you know, that's part of that yep. reconnection process, you know, that has to happen. So when you guys rattle this stuff off, I could sit by myself for three days and not come up with squat. Well, yeah, I think I think it can help that you 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 turn to some friends, but you, you first thing is get really really clear. And I, I will send both you the the uh, Dream Woman Project because I this is actually part of my upcoming course on intimacy for couples. Uh, well, I mean, excuse me, singles. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good thing to give couples. You know, well, yeah, <laughs> you're nothing, honey. You're nothing like my dream guy. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. But uh, this would be for singles. For single uh, men and women. Well, that would you know that would be helpful for a lot of women just to see you know what it what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's a template form, and it, yeah. and it, it gives them a very good idea of um, of uh, and and by the way, it is my it is the document that I created, and uh, and so I mean that's got everything, <laughs> uh, and and that's why you can't put it on Facebook because right it's, okay no yeah, no yeah. I, I think you need to select selected uh, portions of it yeah but the thing yeah. is you know sometimes women are like this people if Sandra went out to talk to you or me or all her friends and said okay this is what we see in you this is what we love about you and if you're if you can't accept it it doesn't mean it kind of bounces off because that's happened to me when people have said things about me but because I didn't believe it it just kind of bounced off and it didn't it didn't it didn't go deep yeah i and i i can see that um i mean in general i can see that and again, I think that part of this journey is journey into into one's own heart. Uh, it certainly has been with me, um, and um, it's uh, it, it it really must start there. And when you start there, and it's not necessarily an easy journey, um, because there's typically associated with old childhood wounds and on and on and on, and all kinds of reasons why we shut our heart down. But when we shut our heart down to protect ourselves, we're also shutting, shutting it down 
to connect with ourselves. And until we can connect with ourselves through the heart, we really, really have no chance of connecting with somebody else. And the biggest mistake that I think uh, especially women in their 50s and beyond can make is thinking that some guy is going to help them with that connection. And it's yeah. got to start with themselves first. Yes. Well, and you're right, Michael. I was just thinking, like, I need to take your course because, you know, I, I just had, you know, lunch today with a great guy who thinks I'm fantastic. And I could feel like the cement walls. Like I went to Lowe's beforehand. You would think I bought a bucket of bricks and put them right over my heart before I had lunch. And, you know, I know that that has to be opened. But unless you hand me a can opener or a surgical knife or something, I don't even know how to go about opening a heart that's been closed. And a lot of women like me, their hearts been closed for 20 years because they were in a bad marriage or an unsatisfying marriage or a hurtful relationship. And that, that heart is locked down like a drum. Well, I'll tell you what, on, on maybe the next show, I will, I will share with everybody how I keep my heart open every single day. And it only takes 10 seconds. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that would be a very good thing to share. Yeah. yeah. And literally I do it every day, every single day. Okay. And it it's the way that I it's the practice I use because I'm like everybody else. I get hurt and I I start feeling if I get, I'm under a lot of stress, I feel like I want to go back into my shell. Well, life doesn't is not going to be experienced in that shell. And uh and nor do I want to experience that. I want to feel everything including the stuff that doesn't feel so good. Because uh, you can't have one without the other. And okay. so I, I developed a process uh, with the help of somebody that just works like magic. And it's well, amazing. We'll, we'll certainly look forward to hearing that, won't we, Stan? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It beats like, you know, grabbing a can opener and jamming it into your chest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ouch. yeah it's it's <laughs> a little less painful than that. <laughs> Well, Michael, I want to thank you for being our guest today. Again, you did a bang-up job. Wonderful. A lot of great information. Uh, Linda, I just love how... Oh, did we lose you? <laughs> well, Linda, you. I, I guess it's so much fun. I feel like I've had oh. my help a lot of women out there. Right here. Oh, I was saying... <laughs> See you next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful